Hannah Kim. And I'm Dwani Poricha, and welcome to the 15th episode of Even the Little Things podcast. Yes, today we will find books that the other person hasn't seen and make assumptions about the plot. Goran, before we start, we just want to remind everyone that we're not professionals in any field and that this podcast is just to talk about the big and even the little things teens go through. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hi, so how was your week? It was really stressful. Um, I think that now that we've gotten like comfortable with school, teachers are giving out more assignments, quizzes, tests. I just feel like it's a lot to handle and I'm just getting like really stressed out. But other than that, it's been pretty good. What about you? Same. I mean, if we haven't talked about it before, our school is on an eight-period schedule, so that's eight classes we have to deal with. So, I mean, I don't know about your school, but I know a lot of people just have six or seven, and so to have eight is just really stressful some days, and um, it's Friday right now. I mean, episodes come out on Friday, and we also record on Fridays, so we're our, I am pretty pumped to be on the weekend now, even though my weekends consist of test prep, school, homework, um, but, you know, I'm still happy because I do have a couple hours to spend for myself on the weekend. So that's just kind of how I think about it. Um, so that was my week. Um, anyways, we thought that to this week we would do kind of a fun topic. So today we thought we would just kind of do a fun topic. Um, so I just always feel like I'm making assumptions about things, things I've never heard of, things I've never seen before. Like sometimes someone will be like, have you seen this movie? And I'm like, yeah, wasn't that the really bad movie or something? Um, I just feel like I'm always making assumptions. And so I thought that we would put some of those assumptions to the test and do this fun little thing that, I found on some website that I think is super cool. So what's going to happen is Dewani is going to, she has five books that I've never read before. And I have five books that she's never read before. And then one person is going to say the title of their book. And the other person is going to have to kind of guess the plot of the thing and see. And then in the end, we're going to see how right or wrong we were. Um, so yeah, let's just get into it then. First book is Confessions of a Murder Suspect. So Confessions of a Murder Suspect is about a girl and her name is Ophelia and she is a, she's not a murderer. She's not a murderer, but she works she's like a detective or something she's like an fbi agent and she solves cases about murders and then she finds out that somebody in her family is a is like convicted of some sort of like murder or something and so she goes out and tries to find who the real murderer is or something because she's an fbi agent and in the end she solves it everything's great and, but it leaves on, like, a mysterious note. That's I think that's the plot of the book. I feel like you were sort of in the right direction. Um, um, here's what the book is actually about. Um, one night, um, there's this girl named Tandy. 
her parents were murdered and she knows three things one that she was the last person to see her parents alive that the police have no suspects like they have no suspects other than tandy and her three siblings and then three that she can't trust anyone not even herself because she can't seem to even recall what happened that night um but she knows she was the last one but she just cannot seem to remember what exactly happened that night and then um like the whole family they have like, extremely strict parents and her parents like always like put up like this perfect perfect like um how to explain themselves they always like present themselves as perfect and they put like those expectations on um their kids and so like, all of them have like their own problems and things like that and so she just goes out to find who the real murderer is like who re- actually killed her parents and then while she does that she finds out like secrets about her parents affairs about like things that they've done so it just basically revolves around that okay so i feel like i wasn't too far off from that so that makes me happy um so yeah that's just kind of how we're gonna do this i think it's kind of fun to see what we think of the it's definitely funny because you because the other the person who knows what it is is probably like laughing and if you guys have ever like read these books we're going to talk about you're probably going to think why are these people so stupid why can't they no but it's just because we've never read it so um the book that i the book title that i'm going to bring up is called Since You've Been Gone. And it's a standalone novel um, by Morgan Morgan Matson. And yeah, so just tell me what you think Since You've Been Gone is about. <laughs> I feel so bad because I feel like these are like popular book titles that you should have at least read, but I'll definitely include that on my list to read. Okay, Since You've Been Gone. Okay, it seems like a girl and a guy that grew up in like a small town together and they used to be like best friends and stuff like that and maybe around like middle school or something it seems like the guy like something happened between them and the guy moved away and then only like um like I don't know maybe he like comes back his like senior year of like high school and she's basically been like saying like here's the things that have happened like since you've been gone (laughs) again (laughs) Wait, this is actually, like, a really good plot. Somebody should write this book. Okay, keep going. Like, he comes back senior year, and he looks different, she looks different, and they see each other in, like, the school hallway, and they're just, like, shocked, and they're, like, like, you know, like, just imagine, like, the feeling of two people just, like, staring at each other, like, shocked, like, and then, um... I feel like they don't really like each other that much, but, like, as as the days go on, they slowly start to, like, rekindle their friendship and, like, find out what, like, happened between them. And, like, it's probably, like, a misunderstanding or something really bad, and they, like, forgive each other and things like that. And then I feel like their friendship could turn into something more. Like, maybe it turned into, like, a romance or something. I don't know. I'm probably way off, but that's what I think it's about. Okay, this is really funny because I'm not going to tell you which one, but you've just described a book slash movie on my list. (laughs) So that's really weird. Um, But no, you are really, really off. Um, Since You've Been Gone is about a girl named Emily, and her best friend is named Sloane. And Sloane goes missing, and Emily hasn't heard from her in a couple weeks. And in the mail comes this list that she believes Sloan sent her 
that she thinks will lead her back to Sloane. So she spends the entire summer um, going through this list and making sure that she did everything. And on this list is one, kiss a stranger, two, go skinny dipping, three, steal something, four, break something, five, Penelope, six, ride a dern horse, you cowpoke, seven, 55 South Avenue, ask for Mona, eight, the backless dress and something to wear it, and some somewhere to wear it. Nine, dance until dawn. Ten, share some secrets in the dark. Eleven, hug a Jamie. Twelve, apple picking at night. And thirteen, sleep under the stars. And so she goes on a mission that summer to do all this stuff, cross out all the stuff on the list. And along the way, she kind of bonds with the class president, like um good boy named frank um and they have a friendship and she meets this girl who works at a pizza shop named dawn and they have a friendship and eventually she tries to find sloan through this list so that's kind of what it's about so since you've been gone kind of being like this is all the stuff i've done from your list since you've been gone okay well then i was way off (laughs) (laughs) no but that's still a cute plot and it's kind of like a plot Kind of, kind of like a plot later on my list, so. Okay. <laughs> um, the next one on my list is Someone Else's Summer. What do you, what are your assumptions about that book? Okay, so what happens in this book? <laughs> Notice how we all sound very sure when we are going into this <laughs> because we're just making stuff up, so we're going to sound very self-assured. Okay, so... Someone Else's Summer is about a girl named Summer, and she, her mom decides, oh, you know what, I'm sick of you. They have, like, a really bad relationship, so she sends her off to some, like, boarding school or something over the summer. But her plane ticket or something gets, like, messed up in transaction, and she ends up in some other country living out somebody else's summer or something like that. And along the way, she, like, meets this guy who rides a Vespa, and his name is, like, Axel. And they have this, like, amazing summer in, like, some random country I don't know like Italy or something and (laughs) and so she's living somebody else's summer (laughs) but her name is Summer and the other person who mixed up her plane ticket is Summer and in the end she eventually like meets this summer or something and they're like you had my summer And um, her and the Vespa guy named Axel, they, like, date and they get married. And that's somebody else's summer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, like, <laughs> I have, like, more <laughs> that. That's not the plot of the book. Um, so the book is basically about Anna, who has this older sister, Storm, who died in a car crash on the day of her graduation so you know anna's like completely lost and her family's torn apart that is like until she like looks through storm's room and she finds a bucket list and she decides the best way of honoring her sister's memory is to have the best summer ever which means completing things on that bucket list which include um going on a trip to east coast and just like really random things that her sisters always wanted to do and then there's this guy next door his name is Cameron, and so using, like, with Storm's list, Anna and Cameron both go and just try to complete the things on her bucket list, and, you know, Storm's bucket list is going to be 
basically like the list it leads to her self-discovery and like fuels romance and friendships and things like that wait that's actually really cute i have to read that so i was way off but that is a really cute story okay the next one has a really melodramatic title so that'll give you a little hint um and it's a standalone novel by <clears throat> i don't really know how to pronounce her name so i'm just gonna guess uh laura nolan nolan um and it's called if he had been with me so tell me Dewani, what do you think if he had been with me is about okay um this sounds i'm probably gonna be completely off but this sounds like something that takes place in high school and it's basically like revolving around like the i guess like the popular well-known guy the mean girl of the school and like the um you know like like the typical loser whatever like they describe in movies so that kind of a girl and basically what happens is that okay this is gonna be like something that i said the last time but like the popular guy and like the the other girl they were like really good friends like really really good friends and like the mean girl she comes in between them and um she and like the popular guy obviously like falls in love with her or whatever and then like stops being friends with like the normal girl because she's like too weird and like not cool or whatever and so she gets angry and what she decides to do is she decides to form a plan which is basically um this is gonna sound so stupid i'm just thinking i'm just saying what what comes to the top of my mind basically she forms like a plan to get like the mean girl out of the picture which is basically like murdering her so she comes up with like this plot to get rid of the girl and so you know it's basically like she gets caught in the end and her like her statement or as like the reason as to why she committed the crime is like if he had been with me then i wouldn't have done it like you know I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, that's a really interesting plot, but you are way off. Okay, so if you had if he had been with me, okay, the title will give some things away, so I don't know if I want to explain that or not, but basically it's about this these two people named Autumn and Finn, and they used to be like inseparable until like something happened, and <clears throat> now they do their best to ignore each other. And Autumn is kind of in like the alternate friend group in high school. Um she wears crowns every single day, and she has like this perfect boyfriend named Jamie. And um, and Finn is kind of like the popular soccer boy. Um, but he didn't always used to be that way. It used to be the other way around. Autumn used to be popular, and he used to be shy. And they haven't really spoken since middle school. And their moms are best friends, and they live right next door to each other. So that's kind of what it's about. And it just goes through their entire high school experience and how they feel towards each other and what happens between them. And eventually something happens where... Autumn, I think in her head, is kind of thinking, well, if he had been with me, this would have never happened. So that's kind of what it's about. It's a little, like, dark at the end. Not, like, anything with murder or anything. Um, but it just definitely was, like, a really, like, I thought a lot about 
things when I was reading this book and it goes through someone's entire high school like Autumn's entire high school experience and the way she's feeling and the way Finn is feeling um Finn short for Finnegan um so yeah it's just I really love this book my friend actually you guys have already heard of her Emma actually gave this book to me for Christmas because we do a thing called like book exchange where we find a random book that looks cool has a cool cover has a cool name and we just give it to each other without knowing what any of the plot is and so yeah she gave this book to me for christmas and i absolutely love it okay well then i was um way off and (laughs) um (laughs) let's just like ignore anything i just said because i couldn't think of anything and it's just like you said, like, the title just kind of sounds, like, dramatic. So I was like, if you had been with me, like, this wouldn't have ever happened. I don't it know. It's dramatic, though. And, like, it makes so much sense if you read the book. Like, if like if you read the book, you'll cry because of the title. So, yeah. Okay. Um, the next one on my list is There You'll Find Me. So that book is by Jenny B. Jones. And what do you think it's about? Did you say Junie B. Jones? Jenny. Jenny Jones. <laughs> Sorry, I used to think about my kindergarten days when I used to read Junie B. Jones. Um, okay, let me think, let me think, let me think. Uh, okay, there you'll find me, there you'll find me. Okay, so this book is about a girl named Heather. And she is, like, she's having a hard time in high school. Like, she's really struggling because like something happened to her or something like her dad died or something and her best friend is like going away like ran away or something or she's just like out of the picture so she's having a really hard time and she becomes friends with these like really radical group at school like they're kind of known as like these weird burnouts and they always do like drugs and things like that (laughs) so she's a part of that group or whatever and you know she used to be popular and shiny but now everything in her life is like dull and bad and eventually she like starts dating like the ringleader of that group or whatever and his name is like Jason or something and Jason and her have like a really like explosive like relationship and they end up doing some weird stuff like they do like criminal activity or something and so eventually Anna's like I gotta call this off like we can't be together anymore like this is too much and then Jason um decides to like murder her or something and then um and then like she's like she's she's like buried in some random place but like no one knows where she is and no one cares because she doesn't have anybody in her life who she'll care about and they keep talking about this like random like tree location in the book and that's actually because that's where he buried her and that's like that's why it's called there you'll find me because there you'll find her like under this like forbidden tree thing that they've been talking about this entire novel or something and yeah and like eventually her best friend comes back and she's like where is Anna and no one knows but then she finds this note where it says um like behind the lot there you'll find me and but she doesn't know what that means and so yeah that's the ending of the book <laughs> it's like there's <laughs> like no murder or anything in this book <laughs> okay <laughs> so it's basically about this girl her name is finley sinclair and she's this 18-year-old girl. She's, like, born in, like, this really rich family. And her brother, Will, suddenly dies. And it's just, like, 
everything that she'd been like working hard for she just couldn't find motivation for anymore and she just like needed a break so she decided to go study abroad um her brother had studied abroad in ireland so she died so she decided to take his travel journey and go to ireland um because that's why like, her brother felt closest to god and she thought uh, maybe if i go there i can like feel some connections feel like peace about his death um, over there, she meets this guy named Beckett Rush. That's like his fake um, stage name. He's a like a Hollywood bad boy, whatever. He's like out there filming a new movie, and on the flight, he bumps into her. Like they happen to sit next to each other, and um, they like strike this bargain where he's like, "You can work for me as like um, an assistant, like the movie." filming area and then um i'll show you around ireland and basically it's just like her experience about going through ireland like dealing with her brother's loss um just like everything about her perspective on life and she also begins to form this like relationship with beckett and it turns out that you know he's just not like this this boy that everyone's like all the girls are just obsessed with that he has um a life that he has regrets that he has like things going on in his whole life and so it's just basically a story about like how um she goes to like discover herself find some peace and along that she also finds love and hope and things like that oh that's actually really cute i need to read that too um Okay, so the next book, I just want to say, I actually really hate this book. Um, it's just, like, they promote so many, like, bad topics in here, but it's just such a, like, a classic YA novel, and I don't think Duani's read it yet. So, um, without further ado, I present you Anna and the French Kiss by Stephanie Perkins. Tell me what this book is about. <laughs> okay, the title in itself is just weird. Um Okay, so basically, I think Anna is like this really preppy, annoying girl um, who comes from like a sort of a rich family. And basically, over the summer, um, she and her family decide to take a trip to Paris. Um, and when she goes to Paris, she has like certain things in mind. Obviously, she's like a teenager and, you know, teenagers are obsessed with things like getting their first kiss and first date and things like that. So she makes it her mission to find herself a cute French boy. So basically, like the book just follows her journey around France. And then she happens to meet this guy under at like some bakery and they talk and get to know each other and um well guess what she has her first french kiss or a kiss but that's a french kiss like i don't even know but um <laughs> with this french guy and then it turns out that um he's like this really bad person and she like regrets like her first kiss and everything like that and so when she comes back home she gets like she's really sad and upset that like her first kiss was it with, with someone like bad but then um a couple months later he sends her like a postcard saying like i'm sorry whatever and things like that um and they like make up and two years later after her graduation she goes back to paris to find the guy and they have like a happily ever after or something like that okay not quite but okay 
So basically, Anna and the French Kiss is about a girl named Anna, and she lives in Atlanta with her mom and her brother, and they're not, like, rich or anything, but her dad is this very, like, arrogant, like, um, romance writer, so kind of like Nicholas Sparks, like, he's like a Nicholas Sparks, you know who that is, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he's kind of like a Nicholas Sparks, and he wants her to enjoy culture. So her and her dad don't really have a good relationship, so he decides to send her to, like, this really rich, like, Paris boarding school in France. And so for her senior year, she has to start at this new school in Paris. And she doesn't think she's going to meet anybody. She's kind of like this alternate girl who has, like, a gap in her teeth and, like, one strip of hair that's dyed. And she's really into, like, movies. Okay, so you know what kind of person she is, right? You, yeah. you get it. She is that. She's not like other girls. She's quirky. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, basically, so she goes to this school and she meets, like, a group of people, these, like, friends. And there's two people in the group. Um josh and rashimi and they're dating and then there's like this girl named i think her name is meredith i forget um and she's like in love with this guy named etn who's in the group and etn has his girlfriend who's like in college and basically just follows like her her senior year in paris and basically she like falls in love with etn and he has a girlfriend or something and so basically the whole book she is like Okay, but it doesn't make any sense because she has, like, this crush back home named Toph, which when she comes back from, like, um, I don't know how to describe this, but, like, she comes back for, like, winter break and Toph is dating her best friend Bridget. And so, like, she gets really mad at Bridget and Toph, even though, like, Toph and her were never dating and she was in love with Etienne. And anyways, basically, um, she gets back from winter break and she realizes that she's, like, in love with Etienne or whatever. And... I don't know he's like secretly in love with her too but he has a girlfriend so it's weird because like he's emotionally cheating on her and people are like obsessed with this book and I don't understand why because it's like promoting girl on girl hate like she's like I hate his girlfriend with my guts like it's like yeah you're in love with him but like that makes no sense like okay anyways I just don't like this book that's why I just spoiled everything about it (laughs) but basically in the end um her and Etienne are like hanging out at the park during Meredith's soccer game. And keep in mind, Meredith is also in love with Etienne. And so they're like, they're like walk, they're like walking, and they eventually like have a kiss or whatever. Hence the title Anna and the French Kiss. And Meredith like kind of sees them, and she's like, "How could you?" Because she's like upset that Etienne would kiss Anna when he has a girlfriend, but also like. Like, she's in love with Etienne. But then in the end, it all works out. He breaks up with his girlfriend. He and Anna get back together, and they both attend universities in California. And that's how it ends. So I used to like this book. Now I think it's really stupid. Um, Sorry, Stephanie Perkins. Not that you're listening to this. Um, I do think you're talented. It's just that is Anna and the French Kiss. So my fourth book is A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. Now, what do you think that book is about? (laughs) Okay, so it's about this really popular girl named Ashley. No, 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 not Ashley, not Ashley, not Ashley. I need a more, like, edgy. Okay, her name is Fiona. Okay, she's, like, this really preppy, popular girl. And she just sees how, like, bad her friends are and, like, how evil they're being. Like, because she's in the popular group. And she is, like, so done with everything. And she decides to, like punish everybody for their like sins or something like it's Riverdale I don't know and so then she decides to like murder everybody and so she like one by one like plans everyone's murder or something and 
I don't know how she goes about it. Like, she, like, she just, it's like, have you ever seen the movie Heathers? Yes. Yeah. You know how she and, her, like, her boyfriend, like, basically murder a bunch of people? Yeah, it's like a high school murder. And, like, she kills, like, all of her friends. And in the end, like, she just, like, walks away from that small town. And that's, like, and she's, like, kind of, like, a psychopath. And she's, like, telling you, like, how she murdered everybody and, like, why she did it. And it's, like, her little diary. So it's, like, a good girl's guide to murder. Okay. Well, not quite. Like, um, I... There's, like, a little details that you got, right? Like, there's a popular pretty girl, but um, the plot is, like, way off. So it's basically, like, this really pretty popular senior girl named Andy who is murdered by her boyfriend, Sao Sing, um, who then killed himself. And then, like, basically that's all the town could, like, talk about. And then um, this girl named Pip sees, like, how still five years later the tragedy, like, still haunts her town. And so she decides to go and solve the murder herself, re-examine the case. It's um, basically the police, like, said it was a closed case because um, basically Sao killed his girlfriend and then killed himself. So for her class project she decides to re-examine the case and then soon like she starts discovering trails of um might say you know what sal is actually innocent and then the line between her to get blurred because like the more secret she finds out she realizes that even like five years later like the things that happened five years ago are still relevant now and then um that there's still someone that doesn't want pip to find answers and that her life again now might be in danger for something that happened so many years ago so it's kind of like that wow that's actually really really good um i'm gonna have to check these out like with all these i've never read them and they sound really great like um so i'm gonna have to read that um the next book on my list is by Cecilia Aaron, and it's a really popular book, and it's also like a movie now, so a lot of people have heard it, and I cried so much reading this book and movie, so that should give you some clues, um, and it's called Love, Rosie. Okay, Love, Rosie. Okay, it seems about... Um... Okay, there's this girl named Rosie, and basically she has this boyfriend who they're, like, tremendously in love and something like that. And one night, her boyfriend and her get into, like, a really bad car accident, and her boyfriend is basically, like, really hurt, is, like, hurt and he's in a coma and he has like a lot of injuries and things like that and Rosie um basically kind of like also got injuries but not as bad as um not as bad as her boyfriend and so once she heals basically what she does is in the months that her boy her boyfriend is in a coma she writes letters to him describing how she's feeling um and things like that and keep in mind like her boyfriend is in a coma for like months so she writes letters about like her daily what she's doing in a day um about like her friends about life about like his parents and just like anything and everything in general that she can talk about and so what happens is that 
her boyfriend one day eventually wakes up from a coma and he reads all the letters that she had written obviously she like signed it love rosie in the end because she's the one writing them and unfortunately like a couple of days later he didn't make it and so it's just like this really sad story and she had to like bury him and like along with him she buried the letters that she wrote to him for months or something like that i feel like i'm way off but I don't know. Okay, so you're way off, but that's really cute. And this author actually does have, like, a sad story just like that. So, yeah. Um, Basically, it's about these two people, best friends since, like, really little. Their names are Rosie and Alex. And everyone's like, oh, they're destined for each other. Like, they're best friends, but, like, everyone around them thinks that they're going to get, like, married and things like that. But, um, and so they're, like, best friends all throughout high school. And then Alex... They so they live in like the UK and Alex's family has to relocate to Boston. So he moves to Boston and they're away. So actually I forgot to mention that this whole book is written through like letters and emails. And so after every letter she like writes like Love Rosie or whatever. Um not to like everybody, but just like certain stuff. And um yeah, and it's like kind of like a series of miscommunications because every single time they try to like say their feelings towards each other something happens where they get too shy and they don't want to say it or like their letter gets delivered but then someone like takes it away because they don't want them to see it or like someone deletes it or something and so it's all about like miscommunications but they like are like in love with each other but they're like best friends like always and so like throughout the years like it's not just high school you see them like throughout the years like you see like Rosie have like a kid and get married you see Alex have a kid and get married and you see that they like still like have something there are they like are they like the one that got away like what's going on here um they're always going to communicate though because they're like best friends and like the letters between them and like Rosie's really funny so her letters between her best friend um, like this other girl that works at the hotel with her and her letters between her like family um, and like and in the end like what happens like and like all of Rosie's hopes and dreams and everything and I don't know it's just like a really cute story it got me really emotional and yeah that's just kind of what it's about. The next mm-hmm. thing on my list this is the last book it is um, that's not what happened what do you think that's about? Okay. That's not what happened. Um, okay, I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to go light or dark with this. <laughs> um, okay, so basically there's this, like, popular girl. Her name is, like, Poppy, and she's dating this football player named Brad. And then she's, like, really popular, and then Brad breaks up with her one night. And, like, he's bad, basically, like, spreads all these rumors about her and said she's, like, this, like, bad person, like, you know, like derogatory words towards like females and he spreads all these warm rumors about her and like all of her friends start gossiping about her and basically um then she goes like missing or something um she's no longer like at the school um but she still has like one friend that even though she's popular she's like friends with this like artsy girl named like uh melanie and melanie is like that is not what happened like she did not just like disappear like these rumors are not true and so she sets out to like find out what happens and she's like always telling people like like from brad's point of view like that's not what happened and in the end you find out that like brad has something to do with her disappearance and like he actually didn't break up with her at all like it was you were you were like completely tricked like she broke up with him and he was being cruel to her and like he like 
murdered her or something, and Melanie finds that all out, and that is not what happened. Okay. Um, so basically what happens in this book, it's like a story about how um, it's like the aftermath of a high school mass shooting, and it's told by um, Leanne, and she was with her best friend, Sarah, who they were like huddled in the bathroom together, but Leanne ended up surviving while Sarah didn't, and so Leanne's like survival survival guilt is like something that again like motivates her to like not speak up and defend what actually happened in the bathroom um and like this other girl named Kelly gave like this statement about what exactly happened in the bathroom but it's like not true and there's like this false narrative that Sarah died like defending her faith because she was wearing a cross necklace at the time she was shot and so it like everyone like spun it into like this tale of like a modern day religious martyr who sacrificed her life for others and things like that and so basically it just it just like follows Leanne and her struggle to heal and like she becomes obsessed with the truth and forces like the other five survivors who are like where the shooter was to like, write letters and it's going to be made into a book that Sarah's parents are writing and so it's basically like this really heavy book about this like huge problem in America about school shootings and the aftermath of that and the effects that it has on other people. The last book I have is called Before I Fall and it's by Lauren Oliver. Tell me what Before I Fall is about. Hmm, give me a moment. Before I fall, <laughs> this is like, I'm trying to think of before I fall. So there's this girl named Sarah who grows up in like a sort of strict household where she's basically like sheltered from outside life a lot of times so she rarely has any friends she rarely goes out her parents are like strict about like keeping her inside um making sure she doesn't hang out with boys and things like that and sarah just feels like she's missing out on so many teenage experiences and she feels jealous and envy of other girls who you know go out and party or who go out and hang out with friends and boys and things like that so when senior year rolls around she decides that you know what She's going to figure out a way to, um, like, escape her strict parents. Not, like, run away, but, like, figure out how to, like, live the life of a teenager. How to, like, go out and, like, experiencing that, experience, like, things that every teenager should, you know, that her parents have kept her sheltered from for so long. And so, basically, she ends up, like, falling into this trap of, like, drugs and alcohol and boys and things like that. And basically she like falls into the wrong crowd and she like falls in too fast and basically she just doesn't know how to like, control herself anymore she's like gone herself into this mess gone herself into this group of people that are like really bad and things like that and so like before I fall is I guess just um like when will like Sarah under like realize that enough is enough and that you know that it was a good thing that she came out of her sheltered life but like the way that she's going on about it and the people that she's surrounding herself with is um not the best before like so before I fall is like when she realizes like how much is enough before I permanently like ruin something or I get myself into a situation that I can't get out from um no not at all (laughs) that is totally not the plot um 
So what actually happens is it follows this girl named Sam and she's like really pretty and popular and she has a boyfriend and she has these three amazing best friends and they're like this whole squad and okay they're low-key like really mean girls like they're really mean and it's Valentine's Day so and on Valentine's Day they give out roses at her school so basically she's having like and she's like she like wakes up and gets picked up by her friend and I, like she uh, I don't remember what her friend's name is, but her whole friend group is, like, really important. Um, they're, they're like, really mean girls. And so they, like, they pick her up, and they have, like, this day. And after school, there's supposed to be this party at this weird guy's house that she doesn't, like, she kind of knows, like, because they used to be friends, but now they're not friends anymore. And at the end of the night, like, during the party, there's this girl named Juliet Skye who they, like, bully every single year on Valentine's Day. They send her, like, a valogram with, like, a rose and... Um, within, like, the rose, they, like, write a note that's, like, maybe next year, um, maybe next year, but, like, probably not or something like that, and so this, like, girl who's getting bullied by them is, like, really sick of it, so she shows up at the party, and she's, like, stop it, and then, um, her friends, her best friends, like, the mean girls, like, they throw, like, beer on her and, like, all this stuff, and they, like, they make fun of her and laugh at her, and everyone's, like, cheering them on, and so basically, Juliet, like, runs away into the middle of the night, and they end up like driving home and they get into this like huge car accident or whatever but then the next day samantha wakes up and it's like it's she wakes up and she's like oh it's completely normal like that was like a dream or something like that but then she wakes up and sees her phone and sees it's the exact same day so what she finds out is that she's actually dead and she's living the same day over and over again so like every single day she tries to like live out a different scenario until she finds out that she has to to for her to like finally have peace and to finally die and not relive the same day over again she has to help Juliet and so so she goes through like all these different days like one day she spends time with her sister because she kind of like neglects her family like kind of like the opposite of what you said like she's able to do whatever she wants to she's like kind of rude to her family and so one day she spends time with her family and sisters one day she spends like a perfect day with her friends one day she like rebels and like is totally not with her friends one day she hangs out with like this alternate girl and like runs out from school and then in the end she eventually realizes that to have peace and to finally move on she needs to save Juliet um from like impending doom and like bullying and stuff like that and then she can finally like die and like go to rest that's what it's about oh well I was completely off but <laughs> um, I'll have to read that book as well. It sounds like a good one. Yeah, it's it's actually really good. I mean, a lot of people don't like it because it's pretty like uh, it's pretty like typical YA. But I I liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, so yeah, I think you should check it out. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode of our podcast, and we post episodes every Friday. So feel free to share our podcast with friends and family. Make sure to rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and follow our Instagram and Twitter at Even the Little Things Podcast. Our podcast is dedicated to sharing advice, mistakes, confessionals, and giving you peace of mind on all the things impacting teens today. Because it's not just you worrying about even the little things, it's us too. We hope you'll join us next time. Bye! Bye!